Thank you. Good afternoon. Good afternoon, everybody. It's great to be in church again. And I believe that uh, it's great to be sitting next to the person you're sitting next to. <laughs> Look at that person and say, welcome to church. <laughs> All right. We are going to continue our teaching. I need you to help me. We've kind of overrun time a bit. So um, we have to partake of communion as well. So um, we want to make sure all things are done decently and in order. We're going to continue our teaching on wisdom. This is part two of the wisdom series where we're talking about wisdom. Today I want to emphasize the preeminence of wisdom the preeminence or the superiority of wisdom. I don't want to repeat last week, but I want to touch on a few things and then go into some more of the things we've touched on. Proverbs chapter 4, verse 7, our key text. Wisdom is the principal thing. Therefore, get wisdom. And in all you're getting, get understanding. Wisdom is the principal thing or the priority or the most important of the virtues in terms of how you live your life, in terms of how you fulfill your purpose, in terms of what you do with your life. Wisdom is the principal thing. Therefore, get wisdom, embrace wisdom, Invoke wisdom, apply wisdom, live by wisdom. Therefore, get wisdom. And in all you're getting, get understanding. I want you to also look at Proverbs chapter 9, verse 12. It's not in your notes. Proverbs 9, verse 12. He says this. If you are wise, you are wise for yourself. And if you scoff, you will bear it alone. If you are wise... You are wise for yourself. And if you scoff or you mock or you scorn or you reject that which is for you and for your benefit, then you will bear the consequences of that alone. So we are talking about wisdom in order to empower you to be wise. Because it is for your advantage that you are wise. It is for your advantage that you embrace wisdom. At the end of the day, you have to live your life. As a matter of fact, you have to recognize that it must be your sole ambition to be a wise person. To be wise as a man. To be wise as a woman, to be wise if you are married, to be wise if you're single, to be wise if you're a father, if you're a mother, to be wise if you are working, to be wise in all affairs of life. Amen. Now, we talked briefly about Solomon and the fact that he asked for wisdom. But actually, when you studied it, he didn't even ask for wisdom. He asked for understanding. He asked for understanding, which is to hear intelligently in the Hebrew. That's the word that he asked for. He asked for the ability to be able to hear intelligently. 
And so that with what he hears, he can make the right decisions. And he got that ability as a king. He got that ability to be able to hear intelligently and to differentiate with accuracy in his office as a king. But we also mentioned that even though Solomon was so wise as a king, he didn't have a lot of wisdom when it came to his personal life. He had wisdom in his anointing as a king, but he lacked wisdom concerning how he lived his personal life. And beloved, you can have wisdom in one area of your life and be a fool in another area of your life. At times, a minister can be very wise in ministry, but be a bad father, be a bad husband or wife, depending. Hallelujah. Are you still here? So also, we define wisdom, just quickly, we define wisdom as the accurate application of knowledge based on one's understanding and knowledge. The accurate application of knowledge based on one's understanding, actually, based on one's understanding. That is really what wisdom is, is how we utilize knowledge based on the insight or perceptions we currently have. Wisdom is the principal thing. Now, again, another scripture we looked at last week, touched on it briefly, Proverbs chapter 3, verses 13 to 18. I just highlight eight vital aspects to wisdom that he highlights in these verses. I just touch on it briefly. Proverbs 3, 13 to 18. Happy is the man who finds wisdom and the man who gains understanding for her proceeds are better than the profits of silver and again than fine gold. She is more precious than rubies and all the things you may desire cannot compare with her. Length of days is in her right hand. In her left hand, riches and honor. Her ways are ways of pleasantness. And all her paths are peace. All her paths are peace. She is a tree of life to those who take hold of her. And happy are all who retain her. In these verses, there are eight key benefits or aspects of wisdom that is highlighted why, and it, the inference is the need for us to embrace wisdom. Number one, wisdom is superior to wealth. Verse 14, wisdom is superior to wealth. Her proceeds are better than the profits of silver and again than fine gold. Secondly, wisdom is the most valuable of commodities. Verse 15, the first part, she is more precious or valuable than rubies. Number three, wisdom is incomparable to our desires and all the things you may desire cannot compare with her. I am trying to say something to us and it's this, you must desire wisdom. You must desire wisdom. You must desire wisdom. Like I said last week, you cannot substitute faith or wisdom with faith. You cannot substitute the miraculous power of God with wisdom, and you cannot substitute wisdom with the miraculous power of God. In other words, you have to learn that there are many areas of our lives where the solution is wisdom. 
not necessarily having God come and tell you to brush your teeth or comb your hair or have some food or go to bed like a lot of Christians want. They want the Holy Spirit to tell them, it's time to wake up. Now go and brush your teeth. Now go and have some cornflakes. And now make sure you take the bus 37. That's all a nonsense. He expects us to walk in wisdom. Are you still there? I want to even say this. You must learn to make important choices governed by wisdom. More than what people call revelation. In the name of revelation, people have made very stupid decisions. Marrying the wrong person, and there is such a thing. Once you marry the wrong person, they become the right person. But until you married them, they were the wrong person. Now you are married to the right person who was once the wrong person, so rejoice in Jesus' name. Number five, number four, another benefit. She is accompanied by length of days. In other words, when you operate in wisdom, you have to or you will fulfill all your days. Now, don't confuse length of days with a long, meaningless life. Our Lord lived his full days, 33 and a half years. Those were the days he needed to fulfill destiny. Some of us need longer, and some of us want longer. But when you are operating in wisdom, you fulfill your days. I am believing you fulfill your days in Jesus' name. Number five, riches and honor are her byproduct. Again, do not confuse riches and honor with a lot of money in the bank. Riches and honor in this context has to do with your ability to have access to all the resources you need to fulfill purpose. When a man or a woman is living in wisdom, whatever they need to do, they are able to do it. I am believing that will be your story in Jesus' name. Sixth point, her ways or the direction she gives are always agreeable. He says, her ways are ways of pleasantness. In other words, the direction that wisdom affords will always be agreeable, will always be pleasant. It will always be a delight. It will always be suitable. It will always have the splendor of grace. That's what that word pleasantness means. There will be a grace about it because you are operating by the technology of wisdom. <laughs> Hallelujah. Wisdom. I tell you, I am believing that you will be full of wisdom. Because that will make pastoring very easy. And eighth point in these verses, she produces life fulfillment for the one who possesses her. Look at verse 18. She is a tree of life to those who take hold of her, and happy are all who retain her. In other words, when you are operating in wisdom, the outcome of your life is vitality. The outcome of your life is refreshing. Your life brings refreshing to others. He it says it's a tree of life. 
Now, you see, one of the things, he says, the tree of life, and then he says something as he says, happy are all who retain them. Now, that word happy is a very interesting word in the Hebrew. It speaks of a person whose life is straight. In other words, when you are endowed and you are living by wisdom, and it's governing your affair, in whatever area wisdom is governing your life, that area will be straight. It will be straight. That word happy also means you are empowered in that area. You are blessed in that area of your life. Amen. All right. Let's just talk about the associates of wisdom. We touched on this last week. The associates of wisdom. Now, there are two key associates that are often associated with wisdom. That is knowledge and understanding. Proverbs chapter 2 verse 6, he says, For the Lord gives wisdom, from his mouth come knowledge and understanding. Proverbs chapter 3 verses 19 and 20, he says, The Lord by wisdom founded the earth. By understanding he established the heavens. By his knowledge the depths were broken up and clouds dropped down the dew. So he's showing us how the world was constructed by God. He didn't randomly create. He created the world by wisdom. And he began to put things in place in the heavens, in the spirit, with understanding. So that the spiritual will govern this physical. And then, by his knowledge, by the information he possessed, he decided what, what boundaries to set up place concerning the sea and the earth and put us boundaries and different things in place. You see, knowledge, like we said, is accurate information or detail concerning something. Accurate information or detail. And understanding is the insight and perception you have concerning that knowledge. But wisdom is the ability to use the knowledge and the understanding with accuracy. So when you understand, for instance, let me use a very practical example. When you understand that you are a father, and you understand fatherhood, you have knowledge about fatherhood, and you understand fatherhood, then when you operate with the wisdom of a father, you'll be able to nurture and bring your children up properly. And anybody that comes your way, you'll be able to father them according to the fathering manual. Yeah. It is not because biology produced a child, it equates you to be a father. Are you still there? As for that one, anyway, let's just carry on because of time. Proverbs chapter 7 verse 4, he said, we're talking about the associates of wisdom. Say to wisdom, you are my sister, and call understanding your nearest king. In other words, he's saying, when you embrace wisdom, you make sure that understanding is part of it. Amen. Proverbs chapter 8, verse 14. 
Counsel is mine. Wisdom is speaking. She says, counsel is mine. And sound wisdom. I am understanding. I have strength. Counsel is mine. And sound wisdom. I am understanding. And I have strength. You see, wisdom gives you an advantage over everybody. In fact, in the face of defeat, you can discover how to overturn it by wisdom. Yeah. When you are facing ruin, your house is facing ruin, you can discover the wisdom of how to rebuild it. Why? By wisdom, a house is built. By understanding, it is established. And with knowledge, you fill it with pleasant things. Yeah. Now, our level of knowledge and understanding is very important because it determines how we walk in wisdom. So, for instance, you discover a lot of religious people, their knowledge tends to be very restrained in religious elements. So anything that they approach, they approach it with a religious lens. Let me explain. If they see that somebody has a medical condition, the only way they can filter it, if they are religiously oriented, it is a demon. Demon. Now, it may well be a demon, but it's not just demons. There are other things. Upbringing can affect a person. Uh, lack of knowledge can affect a person. Some people think it is a good thing when you upset them to also upset you back. Uh, you are, some of you are laughing. Some people, when they are upset, they believe the most appropriate response, because you upset me, I must also upset you back. Because then it proves that I am not a fool. Nobody can just walk over me like that. That is the wisdom they are operating. But of course, it is not wisdom. It is not the accurate use of knowledge. Because sometimes when somebody upsets you, the best response is the opposite spirit. They upset you by showing you hatred. You respond by showing them kindness and love. Amen? Amen. Just say to your neighbor, he's talking to me. Say to your neighbor, he's talking to me. Yeah. So your, your level of knowledge and understanding determines how you use wisdom. And if your knowledge is very limited, like for instance, uh, the, the scientific world at one point, their knowledge was very limited by what they saw alone. So they decided that the earth must be flat. Because when you look at the sky, it looks like it's flat. Until you go higher, then it kind of looks a bit spherical. But when you are looking at it, it looks like it's flat, isn't it? That was science. And some religious people, because they lacked understanding of the word of God, also believed that metaphors used about the earth meant the earth was flat. Going to the four corners of the earth. 
So they thought it meant literally there were four corners. But if they had studied the scriptures carefully, they would have heard Job or, or Elihu declare, or Job declare, I'm not sure which one it was, declare about the fact that the earth hangs on nothing. That God by his power causes the earth to hang on nothing. That means the earth is in space. Not Hercules. But you see, science was limited to that knowledge. So interpreted the earth that way. Until they began to sail and discovered they could sail around and get back. Then they thought, oh, it must be a, it must be a, 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 a circle. Also, just so that we clear it, they would have also heard the prophet Isaiah declare that God sits on the circle, the sphere of the earth. So, two testimonies tells you that the Bible tells you that the earth is a sphere. Now, the point I'm making is this. If your knowledge is limited and your understanding is limited, the wisdom you use is also limited. However, whilst wisdom is incomplete without knowledge and understanding, knowledge and understanding have no purpose without wisdom. You can have all the knowledge, all the understanding about the DNA sequence, the genetic codes, but if you don't understand why the manufacturer put it there and what happened for the deficiencies to occur, then you will misinterpret certain abnormalities in the genetic code as proof evidence that you are subject to the behavior it tells you to behave. I was born this way, therefore I should behave this way. Are you still here? Do you know that some people are born more violent than other people? Ah, you don't know that. I'm not a medical scientist, it's a doctor, but I can tell you. Some people are born more violent. Do you know some people are born able to lie better than other people? Look at you looking at me all quiet. If you don't know that, have children, you will discover it. <laughs> we don't teach our children how to lie. Who says, now, son, this is how you lie to mommy and daddy. No, they seem to innately know how to do it. So something happened to the system in their genetic code. That has caused this kind of malfunction to occur. Because that wasn't the original intention of the, 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 the manufacturer. Are you, are you listening? All I'm saying is that without wisdom, your knowledge and your understanding is very limited in its effectiveness. Now, I call wisdom the manual for life. Wisdom is the manual for life. In other words, wisdom shows us how to do life. It's the how to do of life. In fact, one of my wise sayings is, wisdom is the answer to every question. Wisdom is the answer to every question. So, you see, that's why at times, when people tell me God told them to do certain things, I look at them. I said, how? how? How can the one who is wisdom personified tell you to do something that is very not wisdom? It doesn't add up. 
No, 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 God told me. God did not, God did not tell you. You know, once I said, somebody told me, God told him something, and I said, no, he didn't. And they was upset. So how can you say God didn't tell me? How do you know? I said, because I know him, and he doesn't talk like that. No, God told me to do this. No, God doesn't encourage foolishness. Look at this. Proverbs chapter 2, verses 10 and 11. He says this. When wisdom enters your heart and knowledge is pleasant to your soul, discretion will preserve you, understanding will keep you. See, when you are living by wisdom, discretion, what is that? It's really from a word which means a plan, uh, intentions, whether good or bad, but really it's talking about a way of going about things, being wise and cunning about things. It will preserve you. It will protect you. It will cause you to avoid things that will harm you. And he says, understanding will keep you. In other words, it will help you to retain that which is yours. What is that word understanding? Various words are, are used as understanding and knowledge, so you always need to look at the Hebrew behind it. And in this context, it has to do with skillfulness, uh, intelligence. Yeah, intelligence. Skillful intelligence. When you operate by wisdom, it gives you the ability to be skillful with your intelligence. Some people have intelligence or intellectualism, but little intelligence. Yeah. Very intellectual. Can really say a lot of fancy things, but lack common sense. You know that this thing you're about to inject into you, which causes you to go, is destroying you. But for lack of intelligence, you still do it. Let's just continue. Wisdom is the key to access everything that belongs to you based on the current level of knowledge and understanding you operate in. You see, at this juncture of your life, there is a level of understanding and a level of knowledge that you possess about many things. When you operate with the wisdom that God supplies to you, it will cause you to be able to access everything that you are supposed to access now for your life. Because there is a level of knowledge and understanding that you possess already that has brought you this far. But what people tend to do, and at times I'm really, I'm really, um, I'm really challenged. I challenge myself about myself. About how we allow ourselves to be so stupid, actually. Let's just be blunt. Say to your neighbor, he's not talking to himself. I find it, I find it. With the knowledge and understanding we have, we will still do stupid things. Have you ever done a stupid thing before? Yes. Ah, it's like, why did I do that? How many, of you, how many of you have asked yourself the question, why did I do that? The 
so that you discover because you did not operate with the wisdom you have, the sooner you will learn not to repeat that mistake. Yeah. It is, the wisdom is the very fabric behind why everything is created. Because when God created, he did it by wisdom. He used wisdom to create. He didn't just use knowledge or understanding or a need. He used wisdom. He didn't just use, create and say, light be. When he said light be and there was light, he said it by virtue of the vehicle of wisdom. Everything he did by his word was with wisdom. Look at this. Proverbs chapter 8 from verse 22. He says, wisdom is talking. He says, the Lord, Yahweh or Jehovah, possessed me at the beginning of his way. So in other words, when he began to create, when he began to originate, he first of all took me. Now some people say that this is referring to Christ. I don't believe that. I believe that this, when, when wisdom says the Lord, wisdom is referring to Christ taking him or her. Possess me at the beginning of his way, before his works of old. I have been established from everlasting, from the beginning, before there was ever an earth, or a big bang, or a little bang, or whatever bang that they think created things. When there were no depths, I was brought forth. When there were no foundations abounding with water, verse 25, before the mountains were settled, before the hills, I was brought forth. While as yet he had not made the earth or the fields or the primal dust of the earth. Interesting phrase. Hmm. When he prepared the heaven. You see, even as you read this, remember this is thousands of years old. This is before they understand about space dust and molecules and the particles that make matter. It's interesting, isn't it? Oh, hallelujah. When he prepared the heavens, I was there. Look at this. When he drew a circle on the face of the deep. Huh. When he assigned to the sea its limit, so that the waters would not transgress his command. When he marked out the foundations of the earth, then I was beside him as a master's craftsman. And I was daily his delight, rejoicing always before him, etc., etc. The point that I, in fact, let me read on because it's worth reading. Let me read on. Verse 31. Rejoicing in his inhabited world, and my delight was with the sons of men. You see, wisdom likes you. Or let me put it like this. Wisdom wants to like you. Yeah, that's better. Wisdom wants to like you. Now, therefore, listen to me. My children, for blessed are those who keep my ways. Empowered to prosper are those who keep my ways. Happy are those who keep my ways. Hear instruction and be wise. And do not disdain it. In other words, do not trample instruction under your feet. Blessed is the man who listens to me. You see, at times people say God has favorites. Ah, God is no respecter of persons. He will only respect the wisdom people learn to operate in. Yeah. There's a reason why he didn't give the oil to the 
to the Christians. If you gave the oil to the Christians, you know what will be happening, isn't it? What church do you belong to? Before we sell oil to you, what church do you belong to? Hear instruction and be wise and do not disdain. Blessed is the man who listens to me watching daily at my gates, waiting at the post of my doors. In other words, every day they seek to operate wisdom. They seek to discover what is the wise way concerning this thing. That's what it means when he says about watching daily at my gates. And waiting at, my, at the post of my doors means they look for wisdom before they move into a decision. They don't just act because they feel they have to. They act after they've waited for wisdom and seen the door of wisdom. And then they walk through wisdom. For whoever finds me finds life and obtains favor from the Lord. You want to know how to walk in the favor of God? Walk in wisdom. In any area of your life, in any area of your life, where you operate in wisdom, you access the favor of God. Now, there is a place to invoke the favor, but I tell you, you, you can invoke the favor of God all you like. But if you are walking in foolishness, you will not experience this favor. You can't say, God, give me favor with my wife, and then insult your wife. Call a foolish woman when she upsets you. You can't say, if you're not married, give me favor with, with uh, men with the opposite sex. And then you disrespect the opposite sex when you see them. What kind of man are you? <laughs> you don't know how to handle, if you're a man, you don't know how to handle women. No, 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 no. You, 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 have, to, you have to know how to operate in wisdom. Amen. You know, you can look like a brute, but if you operate in wisdom, God will make, give you favor. Yeah. Hallelujah. Are you still here? Yeah. 36. But he who sins against me wrongs his own soul. What does that mean? The person who rejects me and disrespects me is only harming themselves. And all those who hate me love death. How many of you love death here? I'm sure there's, there's always one person. But most, most people, most normal people, don't want anything to do with death. I know there are some people, you know, they, they worship death. Death, death, death. <laughs> it's always somebody, you know. But most normal people, <laughs> yeah. But when you reject wisdom, if you hate wisdom, you love death. Whoa. You see, whilst knowledge is the detail or information regarding anything and understanding is insight or perception, wisdom is the why and how to everything. Why is this thing here? And how should it be utilized? Why is this thing? Why am I single? And how am I supposed to live? Why am I married? And how am I supposed to live? If you're asking that question. You need, you need to, hey, you know what? Listen, single people, you have no idea. They really ask that question. After the honeymoon, they come home. They, Why am I married? <laughs> it's a bit too late. But no, actually, it's okay. It's better late than never. Ask the question. <laughs> what is marriage? 
How many have married and then they said, I didn't know it was like this? Come on, who's going to be honest? Look at you. How many have married and afterwards you said, I didn't know marriage was like this? And it wasn't like bliss in heaven. It's like, it's a night. Okay, let's just move on quickly. My wife is over there. I have to be careful how we, how we say this. I'm nearly done and then we'll take communion. So wisdom is the why. The why. Let me see that. I didn't see it. Let me see it. The why and the how to behind everything. In other words, when you are operating in wisdom, you look for solutions. You look for the right action. The right response. The, the, the response that fulfills purpose. An example is this. You may have all the information you want about this phone. You know, it's a rectangle, it has um, whatever, silicon or whatever is in there, I don't even know. Or you press this and go, do do. And then you may have the understanding, this is an iPhone something. And, uh, you know, you use it to communicate with people and, uh, you know, it even has a torch and so forth. But if you don't know what to do, how to do it, you'll be forever just frustrated because first of all, you need the code to get into this. And the code for this particular phone is locked in my head. Right? And then when you have the code, if you don't know what it's for, you might, you might use this thing as, a, as some kind of a mirror. You know, uh-huh. yeah. yeah, I can see myself. Or you may use it to prop up something. You know, the other day, I heard the story of somebody who, who was given, I think it was like a, a, a phone, a, a really expensive phone. And so what they did was they used it as a, a kind of a, a mantelpiece. It was like in some village somewhere. So it was like a, man, a design mantelpiece. So people come and say, look at, look at this thing. And they didn't know it was a phone. So it was decoration. The phone was decoration. But wisdom will show you how you use it. And the many things this phone can do. It can't just communicate. I can talk to this phone right now. I can just say something like, hey, Siri. And then it would respond. But I've switched it off, so it's not going to respond. But if I didn't know that, and then I said, hey, Siri. Hey, hey Siri. Hey, Siri. It's not working anymore. Muscles crush it. Because that, and that's how people live their lives. That's how people live their lives. They don't know who they are, why they are the way they are, why they act the way they do, why they respond the way they do. They don't ask themselves those questions. You need to ask yourself questions. Why does that person irritate me? You know, there are some people who irritate you. You know, I might be irritating you right now. And you don't even know why I'm irritating you. Can you just hurry up and clear off? We came for the Esther's thing and this man is just talking, talking. <laughs> if you don't know, you should ask yourself these questions. Why do I get upset whenever my friend comes and says, Oi, look at you, you again. What do you mean, look at me, you again? 
What do you mean by that? Look at you. Look at you, you again. I dare you. Look at you, you again. What, what is he talking to? I'll never forget this story. There was this Ghanaian guy who came to England. One day he phoned his friend and said, you know, I'm really not happy with these people. These people, they, they keep calling me, keep calling me, mate, mate. I am not their mate. I am not their mate. I'm a man. I'm not the mate of another man. I am. They always call me these men. They see me and say, mate, mate. When did I become a mate? When did I become their mate? He was upset. Because he liked the knowledge and the understanding that actually to be called a mate, right, mate, means you're a friend. All right. Let's stop there. <laughs> we're, going to, we're going to pray. Amen? Well, I trust that you can see the superior advantage, the preeminence of wisdom for your life. And uh, this is what I want to encourage you to cultivate. Like I said last week, the quickest way to begin to access wisdom is to ask for it. Say, Lord, give me wisdom. I want us to bow our heads. We're going to pray. And then I'll hand over to whoever's doing communion. And I want to pray for you if you're here and you want to surrender your life to Christ. The most important act of wisdom you can make is to surrender your life to Christ. If that is you, I want you to lift your hand where you are because I want to pray with you before I hand over. If there's anyone like that. Well, I don't see anyone like that. And I want to pray for anybody who wants to rededicate their life to Christ. If you're here, you want to rededicate your life, I'm not going to ask you to say, I see one person. Just raise your hand where you are and I'll pray with you quickly before I hand over. And Father, will you bless these individuals? Lord, will you help them as they rededicate themselves to you? Grant them grace to walk in your wisdom. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen.